0: Thanks for choosing another Larry Fedor podcast. News Talk 610 CKTV. So reading today, St. Catherine's Standard by Grant LaFleche. Article entitled, The CAO Hiring Process Tainted Before It Started. So, yet, the latest revelation in this ongoing saga, and by the time we could even get through that, this news that the Ontario Ombudsman, and we did expect some sort of announcement this week, we didn't know which way it was going to go, but the Ombudsman said, oh yes, I will investigate the hiring of the region's CAO, along with uh, the concerns... Uh, from uh, people, and also the contract extension. All of these things will be part of the investigation. Uh, joining us uh, from the St. Catherine Standard, Grant LaFleche. Hello, Grant.
1: Hey, Larry. How's it going?
0: Good. How are you? Oh, you know, busy, busy.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this thing moves at a pace.
0: It really is starting to, although this ombudsman report now won't be out till after the election.
1: Oh, it, we're, you know, we're looking at months before this comes down. I mean, for context, uh, the previous ombudsman investigation into Niagara Region and Regional Council uh, was related to the illegal seizure of my colleague Bill Sawchuk's computer and notes at a Regional Council meeting in December 2017. Um, they didn't uh, file their report, the, the ombudsman's office, that is, until July. So they, they do not rush these investigations. It's, it's just like what we do here at the paper, investigations take as long as they
0: take and any previous investigation uh, i'm sure doesn't uh, affect the current investigation they're going to they're not going to you know there's no reputation to consider here there's just whatever happened with this right
1: well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're not going to be constrained by uh, the work of anybody else. So the, the region has kind of had two very brief investigations following our news reports on this issue. Um, the first by Mr. Huberman uh, in April, and then a document search they did internally. Um, and both of those were very truncated, you know, done in a matter of weeks, uh, and, and done really under the auspices of political expediency. And in this case, it's just going to take as long as it takes. The ombudsman is fully free to investigate uh, however it chooses. So it, they're not going to be bound by the work of anybody else. They're going to essentially be starting from scratch and gathering their own evidence.
0: I guess, but I said earlier, if they just printed and photocopied everything you've written so far, <laughs> put it in a binder and handed it in, I thought that would be a pretty good report.
1: Well, it, it will be interesting to see um, exactly how they, they proceed on this.
0: So in other words, would you expect a call ever? It's possible.
1: Um, I mean, certainly we've you know our coverage has has driven this story and and is in some ways responsible for for what happened today. Um, I don't know. I mean, they they may and and at this stage, uh, you, you know, what we've published is is what we're able uh, to say, unless there were some significant changes in in certain issues. But um, they may well call us, and since we were the ones who drove it, but I can't say.
0: Right. Okay. And and since you talked about you publish what you can publish, uh, talk briefly, because you and I talked, it was very interesting, about sort of the vetting process. You guys just don't, you don't hear a rumor and publish it. That's just not the way it works.
1: No, not at all. And, and you know, again, for context, we started this investigation in November of, of 2017. Our first story, our first expose on this ran in April. Um, There there have been a bunch of smaller stories and then another significant expose in July and then yesterday we we also ran a significant story. So it it takes a great deal of time and we have to, you know, a lot of the uh, documents that we're dealing with are digital. Uh, so, we have to vet it through um, not just the the embedded data in that document, both kind of the easily seen stuff and the more hidden uh, data um, but then you 're also going through this confirmation process of doing interviews to verify the veracity of the document that takes a lot of time um, uh, looking at other other data around those documents that takes a lot of time so I mean just uh, if it 's taken us this length of time to be able to bring the story to this point that does give you some idea of the weight we may be in for uh, for the ombudsman
0: so the latest story really talks about the investigation uh, by the ombudsman that announcement but just just before that yesterday this hiring process tainted before it started take us back on this a little bit explain uh, the, the the gist of that
1: Uh, Right. So all of our previous coverage until yesterday had really been focused on the period of September-October 2016. That's when the actual hiring process was underway. That's when the hiring committee of regional counselors was interviewing candidates and uh, going through that process of of hiring a a CAO. And those stories were looking at documents that Mr. D'Angelo downloaded that were written by the staff of regional chair Alan Kaslin, and those included confidential memos on other candidates for the job, um, interview questions. Uh, Mr. D'Angelo asked for and received aid from Mr. Caslin's um, communications director, Mr. Tamming, uh, for his written submission to the hiring committee. So that's where all our stories had been focused uh, uh, up until this point. Um, what we have since found by doing some further digging is that in April of 2016, so you know, approximately six months before then, he downloaded two draft uh, regional reports that were in the works, uh, and what those what those reports were about was the previous CAO some weeks before that in, in April uh, 2016 had announced he was leaving, that's Harry Schlang, and there was a confidential report that was being written that would eventually appoint someone as the interim CAO. Mm-hmm. Mr. D'Angelo downloaded that in, in, in a working phase, and also the report that would create the hiring committee. Um, these reports were not, you know, he, was, he downloaded these before they were presented to counselors. Uh, he had these well in advance, so um, what this shows us is that he was uh, accessing these, these types of documents, you know, for a half a year, almost, before he was actually hired, before he would reach his final interview.
0: And these were not public documents?
1: They were not public at all. In fact, no. the confidential motion uh, to appoint the the uh, interim CAO was discussed behind closed doors. And we, we actually published those documents on our website, so you can see them, and you can see where, for instance, um, the, the final um, formal file number is not there. There's a, there's a placeholder for Al Caslin's signature. There's a placeholder for the information that sits at the bottom of these reports that indicates you know, who... Uh, has reviewed them and signed off on them, etc. So, So this was a document that was still in progress, and we reached out to the people working on that document who confirmed to us that these, these, were, uh, these were real. And so that's you know, sort of this extra layer of verification and the digital information that we had as well. So it, you, nobody, was, nobody who wasn't authorized was supposed to get that report in particular, and the number of, of departments that had it, the number of people who would have seen it is extremely small.
0: Saint ca the website you refer to, where you can uh, get more information on that and get a little more yep. uh, in-depth on that. But uh, this, this latest article is great, and, and we'll uh, keep track of this, uh, well, investigation, even though it's not out for months, but it's still a, an interesting story to track. Thank you so much, Grant.
1: You're very welcome, Larry. Anytime.
0: Grant LaFleche, reporter with the St. Catharines Standard. Uh, the news today, the Ontario Ombudsman said, yes, I will investigate the hiring of the Niagara Region CAO. In release, they said uh, they've received 113 complaints in recent months about the hiring and the region's response to concerns about the process, which will be part of the investigation, and any contract, including any extension or amendment. So all of that will be part of the investigation not released before the October 22nd municipal election.